Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews, coming at you online and in print format at nicktiffany.com, in audio wherever you get your podcasts, and even in video on YouTube. Today we're returning to the world of Pan Am. It's kind of crazy that it's almost been 10 years since the whole Hunger Games film saga has started, really paving a way for Jennifer Lawrence at one point too, but also showing you that, hey, young adult stuff can actually be pretty badass and really politically layered and really intriguing. So it was a huge surprise to me. I didn't know that there was a Hunger Games prequel that Suzanne Collins, who wrote the original books, had written, read all the originals, watched all the movies, enjoyed them, Catching Fire, still the best, you know, just incredible, incredible movie. So it was good, at least for me to see the director, Francis Lawrence, who did those other Hunger Games movies, was coming back to direct. I think having that assuredness in the world that was created, um, both in some of the disparity and the hope that's created there, um, I was really thinking, okay, you know, even though I know nothing about what this story is, that gives me some, uh, some confidence. And this movie, as I learned from many people who have read the book, is all about President Snow going back years, decades, decades back to when he was a young man and the Hunger Games that essentially changed the trajectory of his life. You know, it could have gone one of two ways. Obviously, he ends up president of Pan Am at one point, ruling with an iron fist and making enemies abundant. But uh, before that, you know, he was a really handsome, charming, smart guy who almost gave it all up for love as is usually the case. And with the Hunger Games, though, I think this was a really unique way to look at both the games and the structure around it. The film takes you back to the 10th Hunger Games. And Peter Dinklage is kind of your games master who kind of created everything. You've got all these candidates, essentially, who are studying, taking all these different aptitude tests in the Capitol with the goal of becoming eventually the next president or being in line to eventually succeed that at some point. And so President Snow, or well, sorry, I should say Coriolanus, Coriolanus Snow, who's played really brilliantly by Tom Blythe. You know, he's not nearly as wealthy as some of the other Capitol members. You know, you get this feeling that the war only ended 10 some years ago. Uh, really, really flashback at the start of the film, you kind of see them as children, Coriolanus and his cousin. And, you know, you understand that, wow, the streets are just abandoned. There's no order. People are surviving on literally eating other dead people and all, you know, you're picking scraps. It's just not a, it really set up a desolate view of what that world looked like. And so cut to the 10th Hunger Games, Part of why we have the games is to remind everybody lawlessness can't can't exist. We can't have you people rebelling in these districts. You need to be reminded of how we beat you so that you never try something like this again. So you have a lot of young people who still, I think, are conflicted with the games because at this point, 10 games in, they're losing viewers. People are just kind of like, ah, you know, it's a gladiator setting, which I thought was really interesting. You know, it's pretty much just an arena where people would watch you fight to the death. That's probably not going to last that long either. You know, so what we're used to 
with our Hunger Games in the future where it's just this massive map, all sorts of environments you're interacting. You know, Coriolanus was kind of the one who pitched this idea, essentially, of, hey, tributes should interact with the audience. The audience needs to engage with them in order to actually watch. You want to root for your favorites. And where they kind of changed the game for the whole presidential prospects was we're going to put each one of you, there's 22 candidates, let's say, or maybe 24, each of you is going to be assigned one person, male or female, from the different districts, and you're going to mentor them in the Hunger Games. And so, of course, Coriolanus gets District 12, but that puts him with Lucy Gray Bear, who's played by Rachel Zegler. And Lucy Gray is this country twangin', sing-songin' gal who just has a tougher-than-whatever attitude. And, you know, she knows, she almost knows kind of going in. It's like, whatever, if you're picking me, I'm going out on my own merit. She sings a song kind of in defiance. And, you know, people really respond to that. And so Coriolanus finds, okay, you know what? Obviously, I can work with this girl. We'll figure something out. So along the way, are we surprised that maybe they start falling for each other? Perhaps forbidden love. You know, obviously, I was just trying to save you or make you do well enough in the Hunger Games to get me my job. But now that your life's at stake, it's like, whoa, I kind of like you, too. So I won't. I won't go much further into detail as far as that. There are some Hunger Games that happen. There is some awesome action. Sometimes, you know, I, I think maybe I was expecting a little more, not violence, but graphic action. But again, this being the 10th Hunger Games, even the people in the games obviously don't really want to kill each other. We haven't gotten to the point where people are like training to be district tributes. Who It's like, yeah, I'm the buffest dude here. I'm ready to take everyone down. That doesn't happen here. You know that, you know, all of those districts, especially the further back you get, these people are suffering from illnesses. These people don't have access to medicine. They're frail. They're weak going up against people from, you know, districts one, two, and three, who are probably more physically fit, well-fed all of this stuff. And so to see some of that disparity is just like, there's many moments in the film where you're just like, your heart sinks. You're like, oh my God, like, how can you put this person in the arena? Who wants to watch this person die? It's screwed up. But that's where also Viola Davis comes in as this mad scientist orchestrator of all the creepy, horrible creatures that might come out during the games. She's got all these twisted ways to change the game and make things even more competitive or just horrific for spectacle because you cannot have these people rebelling. And so Coriolanus finds himself between a rock and a hard place where you've got the thumb of the Capitol pressing down on him. But I think he knows inside a lot of this is really screwed up. Sometimes you got to play the game a little bit, but when does that stop? I, I came out of this movie pretty surprised. Number one, this movie's almost like half of a musical. There's like five or six songs throughout the movie, which checking with people who read the book, those definitely are in the book. That's part of Lucy Gray's whole deal. Um, I guess I just didn't expect there to be so many like musical moments and performances in the film. Um, and all I'll say to that is Rachel Zegler's got a great voice. Um, 
I think when she's singing the country style songs, it's better than when she's trying to like speak like she's like it. To me, it felt like she was doing almost like a Dolly Parton type impression. And if you've seen her, if you know her, I she she's probably like 20 years old um, and probably playing that in the film as well. She looks very young. And so to hear not only this deep Southern twang that no other person from districts around has uh, or have uh, to hear that and just the way she speaks too. some of it like, Oh, you know, darling, well, ain't that a bang down bustle on a trash can, you know, but around here, us folks, we like slowing down and we don't pay too much talk to those city. I'm just, I don't know. Every time she was talking like that, I was just, there are moments where she speaks normally. It felt like when she's having moments with Coriolanus, but you know, she's putting on shows for the districts and it's like, well, it's been a long time since I've played for these sorry little faces out there, but I want you to put your hands together. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It, it wasn't cheesy, but it just, it felt off. I was like the, the demeanor, the words you're saying, the way you're saying it. It's like, this feels like you should be like 45 or something and you've played years of gigs and whatever. And you've been around all the honky tonk bars, but I was like, I don't, I don't know where the honky tonk bars are in Pan Am personally. I've never been, we've never been shown, but maybe they're out there. But, uh, but no, I, I was really surprised by this movie and how much I enjoyed going back to this world diving deeper into some of the politics behind the games, learning kind of how they were created more of the history behind there. Um, as far as any world goes where even if you're going off script and there's no books, I feel like the hunger games has got to be a fairly bankable safe bet. The movie was made for a hundred million dollars. They made a hundred mil opening weekend, Boom, you're good. I think this shows audiences definitely want something like this. It's a little edgier than a lot of the other YA stuff that comes out. It's not as sappy. It's not as super lovey. Um, and there's a reality to it. That's a little effacing and kind of like really bold, but I mean, there's so much truth to what happens in those books, whether it's about humanity, the way we treat each other, certain indecencies we're willing to overlook or try to sweep under the rug. Um, I think it sparks a lot of really interesting conversation and everyone I know who's seen the movie so far, we've had some pretty interesting talks about it. And so this is one that I, I don't know if there's other books after this one, obviously. And yes, this is the story of snow, but I think there's more than a few other interesting characters in this world that you could follow, uh, that would prove to be more than entertaining as a film goes. I don't, I don't know about the singing. I'm curious to know what a lot of you think about some of that, but by and large, I enjoyed this. I'm I'm a Hunger Games fan and count me in for the fan of this movie. Thank you as always for listening. Make sure you're staying tuned to NT Movie Reviews on all social media networks, podcast platforms, and on YouTube. All the socials, you know, we got all the reels, 60 second videos. You know, this one's 11 and a half minutes already. So if this is too long for you, we've got some shorter form content that hopefully will work for that. Great movies coming out, so just keep your ears and eyes tuned. Thanks again for listening as always, and we'll catch you next time.